Welcome to the Grow with Zoe podcast. I'm your host, Zoe Pinjatori, and I'll be talking all things self-development. I will guide you through personal growth with new perspectives to live your best life as your true self. Enjoy! Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Grow with Zoe podcast. I'm here with Laura, who I'm so excited to be here with. Um, So yeah, welcome, Laura. Hello, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you. You are so inspiring and like been following you for a little while now, like I guess since May when we met um, virtually, of course. And I don't know, I've just been loving your content and everything you share. And I'd like just love to hear it from you. Like, who are you? What do you love? How did you get to where you are? And yeah, like, tell us all about it. Uh, Well, first of all, thank you so much. And Mm -hmm. I find you super inspirational as well. And I love following your content too. So that's definitely a mutual thing. Wow. Okay. My story, where did I get to where I am? So in a nutshell, my name is Laura. I'm known on social media as Laura Lifts, but my real name is Laura Hawkins. And the lifts side of things came from weightlifting in the gym. When I first started my fitness account on Instagram, well, it was a fitness account at the time. I'm 31 years old and I have been through quite a recent journey, let's say, in terms of my self-development and spiritual growth. And it definitely happened for me a lot later in life, in my late 20s. So just a little bit of backstory to kind of give you a bit of an understanding as to the life I was living at that point. So I went through the, the process of believing that in order to be seen as successful, I had to go to college, university, get a job, a professional job, then get a relationship and then go and buy a house. Mm-hmm. And that's the standard route that I felt at the time I needed to follow. So I did. I went to university after college. I studied social work and I qualified as a social worker and I worked in that field for eight years, believe it or not. It's crazy wow. to say that it's been that long. And um, At the time I got into a relationship, I was in this long-term relationship with this guy who was nice enough, but I always felt like it wasn't, something wasn't quite there, something wasn't quite right. And I just Mm -hmm. stayed in that relationship because on the external to everyone else, it looked like it was the right thing that I seemed to have it all together. I had this professional job. I had this new car. I had this boyfriend. And, you know, we talk about this is what we were going to do. We're going to buy a house and we're going to have a family together. But inside, something didn't feel right. And I didn't know what that was. I started to get involved with fitness in the gym as a way of kind of managing and dealing with stress from when I started in my full-time job and I can go into that more in within the episode if you would like but bringing it back to kind of like getting me to where I am now they call it a Saturn returns and I don't know if you've heard of this before Zoe but basically in astrology and I'm still quite new to learning it all as they say when a woman gets to the age between 27 and 30 she really starts to reflect on her life and her life decisions and is authentic or not and there are a lot of times where you get to that point and you start to question your life your life your life choices is this how I want to be living my life is this true to me or have I been living my life for someone else what do mm-hmm. I actually want and that was the thing that I started to go through at that age funny enough but I had no idea 
what a Saturn return was. It's only been recently that I've discovered what this means. And at that point, I realized I was living my life completely out of alignment. I ended that relationship and I started to question really, what do I want to be doing in terms of career? Like, how do I want to serve? How do I want to show up to the world? And I've always had this innate passion to want to help people. Like that's always been within me and hence why I went down the social work route. But it just, I I always felt like there was something more and something that was missing and I didn't know what that was. So that's when I started to discover self-development and really started to understand the relationship with myself. And the self-development then led to the spirituality. And it really got me to understand that I love talking to people. I love helping people. I love connecting with people. I love sharing a message. And whether that's in in an inspirational way or in a way of being able to guide people in one way, shape or form, it's kind of all transpired from that point that I made the one decision and then it's been like a compound effect and then the next path has kind of come in my way, if that makes sense. Um, So I'm kind of trying to summarise it in the best way because I still feel like I'm going through this massive transition. Like I I can't sit Mm. here and say, I've got it all figured out now and everything's worked out because this year has probably been the biggest year in terms of changes for me personally and, you know, in terms of business and trying different things and failing and then trying again and my own self-development and growth. Like I think I'm still on this journey and I'm still trying to, discover my place here in the world and I think Mm -hmm. I am getting a lot clearer in what I want and it's a lot more authentic I'm a lot more confident in showing up for myself but I guess the point that I want to make clear to the listeners just so they have a bit of an understanding I was led to believe I needed to go down one path but I knew deep down that something wasn't right and it wasn't until I discovered the personal growth work and I really lent on that relationship with myself and I built that confidence I was then able to go and pivot and make moves in the other direction which has felt more in alignment but it's not just been this one uphill like everything's been perfect I've had these like ups and downs and bumps Mm -hmm. in the road which happens and that is all part of your Saturn returns and if you are between like the ages of 27 and 30 and things you might think in life are going to I don't know if I can swear on this podcast but like going to going to shit basically and you think what is going on it is because of maybe it's getting you to kind of look at is it in alignment is it more as it has it been ego led has it been something that you've been giving your power away Mm -hmm. and yeah so that's where I'm at right now I don't know whether that answers kind of your question or if I've gone too far off down a different path no that was all so good that was amazing and we want to hear it all right like it's all a part of it And what I really got from that was, like you said, you knew you were on a path that felt like you needed to be because of what sort of society standards and what was just told, like you said, would be the successful route, but deep down you knew. And my question to you is what were the signs? Like, how did you deep down know? Because, you know, when you're on this like path and you like, you think it's the one thing to do and, you know, majority of the people are doing that and they seem fine. How did you know you weren't fine? And how did you know that like you couldn't continue going down this path? Yeah. And that's the thing, because at the time when I started getting those thoughts and feelings, I was doing all that I could to suppress it and try to ignore it because the people around me didn't seem to be thinking the same that I as me mm-hmm. and I thought well, maybe there's something wrong with me you know me am I ungrateful and I tried to just brush it off 
and to really start to connect with the signs I think the best way to answer that question is it just got louder and louder and it was this feeling in my intuition that something wasn't quite right that I wasn't fully happy and I wasn't living my life to its fullest potential and I guess there was a there was a gap there and I thought if I continue to go down this path and journey what will my life look like in the future and it's like more likely that it will be a case of the people who are around me already who are just further on in their life that my Mm -hmm. life will go down that route too and it is that what I want is that how I want to be living and it's not that they were living life wrong and I thought that it was wrong it just didn't feel right for me so mm-hmm. it was it was an inner feeling the best way I can describe it and the more that I ignored it the louder that it got and when I started to speak about how I was feeling to the people around me who I trusted you could see that they didn't really fully understand And it was hard for me to be able to lean on anyone as such. And I think that's another reason why I did find like podcasts and books and personal development and connecting to the intuition, because I I knew that there was definitely something here that I need to go for. And if I don't, I'm just going to regret it because I'm going to be kind of living the rest of my life. Right. However long I'm here for doing something that doesn't seem right. So Mm -hmm. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, no, that was great. How did you, how did you go through feeling all that and having people not understand you? I'm sure there was feelings of feeling a little scared or maybe like you were making the wrong decision maybe, or, you know, probably felt really confusing. And like you said, just kept getting louder. So how did you turn that like sort of fear of making those big decisions, like leaving the relationship, leaving the job and starting to work on yourself and your personal development. How did you get over that fear? Like, what was the thing that like, just made you do it? Right. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people who probably do feel that way, but they don't know where to start. And they're so scared. And they're like, what's going to happen. I can't leave my comfort. You know, everyone's saying it's wrong. It must be wrong. So how did you just like stick to yourself in those moments of change? Mm, that's a big question and mm-hmm. I love it because I've asked a number of my podcast or guests who've come on my podcast the same and it's it's a powerful question because I think the answer for me is that I got clear on what I wanted so I spent time by myself I spent time journaling on what do I want then why does this feel off what feels right what feels more in alignment and really writing down you know getting clear and then at that point I then started to look at well why have I why have I not took these steps in the past to get me to this point and I realized that a lot of it was down to a lack of confidence mm-hmm. putting a lot of validation on other people's opinions and fear is still something that I experience now and I can't sit here and say I don't I don't have any moments of fear and self-doubt because I do but I've come a long way in terms of dealing with it I have a lot of more better coping strategies let's say in in being able to face the fear um I got clear on what I wanted and then when I started to see that it was a confidence thing I wanted to build my inner confidence so I started to do these smaller things to show to myself that I am capable of doing this it is possible for me and then I started small and started to build it up and up and up and then I started to read do a lot of reading around this you know in terms of self-development 
I listened to so many podcasts, particularly more around 2019 was when I was listening to a lot of podcasts. So that was actually before I ended the relationship um, with my ex who I'd been with for like five or six years at the time. And the confidence thing really helped me because it enabled me to believe that I am worthy of actually going for what it is that I want. Mm. And it's not about being selfish. This is about being self-full, like looking after myself. And then when I know that I'm living in alignment and in purpose, I'm then able to show up as my best self and I'm able to save others in the process because this is the thing, Zoe. I had this feeling that I wanted to do something on my own create my own business being able to help other people help other women specifically but it wasn't kind of it was like I didn't know how I was going to get there and I I felt a million miles away from it and then when it comes to the opinions of other people I started to realize that the people around me as much as even like the people who I love and you know I'm really close to they're just doing their best with what they've what they know and a lot of people are just conditioned from what they've been taught so when somebody comes with like a different idea and perspective of something that isn't what they're used to they might look at it and think this is a little bit strange like why is she Mm -hmm. thinking this way because it isn't the norm and their opinions there's two different things I find with opinions you've got the opinions of like people who you love and people who you care about in your life and I understand why, you know, you might not want to upset those people. I know certainly for me, I I value a lot the opinions of my parents, but I've realised that I can't always put their opinions before my own opinions to prevent me from taking steps towards my own growth sure, because that sure. can hinder me. And I think a lot of people, particularly around my age group, I would probably say between the ages of about, now 20 people are about 26 onwards a lot of us were in that mindset and that paradigm of go to college go to uni get a job and then you know work full-time and, and it does work for some people and that's fine if they're happy and I have no issue with that and I want to make that clear if you're happy in that place then amazing but it isn't for everyone but we all led to, we were all led to believe that that was the path we needed to go by and then I think it's not been until like the younger generation kind of like yourself so where you've had a lot more resources or you've been open to more of a different way of being and almost like actually I can be the creator of my own life I can decide what I do with my life I don't have to just follow this one size fits all but for the older generations like my parents it's kind of been that way of living that I was following was what they did. So it was like anything outside of that was a bit foreign to them, mm-hmm. hard for them to get their heads around. And it was the same for obviously my friends as well, because they had been through the same process in terms of their upbringing. Mm-hmm. So bringing it back to the opinions and not allowing that to stop me, I had to get really clear on as long as my intentions and my energy behind my actions is authentic and I'm doing it for the right reasons it's not like anything that I was doing was reckless or you know putting my putting myself at harm it was all for a greater good it was all for Mm -hmm. saving a purpose and building something that I wanted to create and like I say to reach my potential that's ultimately what I wanted to do um I I think it comes to a point certainly with your loved ones that they start to almost like accept it and they can say okay this is what 
she wants to do and she's very clear on what she wants and she's going for it and you know people when they love you and they want the best for you they in time they will only support you, you know the true ones will be there to support you it's the opinions of people who maybe are strangers online or people you kind of know of you know within the area that can be something that also holds you back because you are worried about what they're going to say. You know, if you're wanting to start a podcast, let's say, for example, or a YouTube channel, there can be girls in the local area who might you know, bitch about you. They might slag it off. They might go, who does she think she is? You know, that that potentially could happen. And I think you have to get to the point where you're like, be OK with the fact that that might happen. And understand that if they are saying things that are negative or low vibrational, it's more of a reflection on them than it is you. And maybe you're doing something that they actually want to do deep down, but really they're too scared about it. And another great thing with opinions that I started to process in my mind is I was actually creating the opinions of what I thought they were thinking anyway. So really, Mm. that's what I can explain is it's my opinion of what I think they're thinking of me. So I don't actually know what their opinion is. It's just me making an assumption that this is what they think and they're going to slag me off. Or um, I don't know, it's kind of like we put so much power outside of us. And even, you know, as you start to build and grow, um, Zoe, and I know I'm aware of this as well with the podcast and with your Instagram, it is likely, I know that you listen to many other podcasts yourself and you will have heard this but it's likely that you will attract people who won't like your content won't like your message and won't like you and then may say something that's not very nice whether it's a post like comment on a post or a bad review and it's trying to build I guess like a I want to say like a a shield but not like a shield but almost kind of not letting it really truly stop you if you you know understand that people might say something negative but that doesn't have to define who you are it doesn't define what it is that you're doing that's just their opinion and I think so many people I know certainly for me if someone was to say something negative about a podcast episode I put out and I could really take that to heart like me two or three years ago or even a year ago would have prevented me from continuing to upload episodes continuing to upload content because I was worried about what this person thought of me and quite often these accounts particularly on Instagram or if someone's created a fake profile and then they're going out the way to comment on your post like that's another thing as well Mm -hmm. like not just all that long ago I'd noticed on my Instagram that I had a photo shoot done last year and there was a photo that I got done in a bikini and someone has someone had created a fake profile and I only noticed the comment a couple of months ago so it was only made recently even though I posted it about a year ago and some other comments underneath the photo saying fatty calling me fat so I clicked I clicked on the profile and I seen that it was this fake page. I don't know if it was a man or a woman. And the, the name of the profile was like something spiritual. And I was just like, oh, wow. My. Like you've gone out your way to create a fake profile to come and comment on, you know, considering like I had a lot of 
disordered eating in the past as well. I know right. I've not mentioned that, but that was body image was a real battle for me in my early 20s and my mid-20s. But so that's like a trigger thing. And it's kind for of sure. like, well, it was a big deal for me to get a photo in my bikini and a photo shoot and then put it out there on Instagram for some random account to comment it on it and call me fat. And it's kind of like, well, what what do I do? Like, well, I'm not going to delete the photo. I just deleted the comment. Yes. And I think it's just kind of people understanding to just kind of bring it back to the point is that as long as you are clear on what it is that you want to do and it is authentic and it feels right for you, you shouldn't put value on other people's opinions, particularly people who you don't know and particularly people who might just be jealous and they might really low-key admire what it is that you're doing. Yeah. And another thing, yeah, and another thing just to quickly add on to that is, only uh, and I know that you're big on this is only take the advice and opinion from people who have what you want so when, this mm-hmm. is why it's important to get clear on what you want because when you know what you want you can then go know who you need to go to who has something similar who's done something similar has like a similar past similar mindset or anyone who you feel drawn to like naturally if you really admire them then take their advice and listen to what they've got to say and then that will help you yeah. along your journey that was Sorry. so powerful. <laughs> no, my gosh, I love this. This is what we want, right? Like, I don't want you to hold anything back. Like, everything you said was so, so powerful. And there was so much good stuff there. And there was two things that um I really wanted to mention. But before that, I really just wanted to sort of say that it's so crazy when you get to this state of being so like loving with yourself and others and always wanting to do better. It's so crazy to think that people actually go out of their way to like make comments like that, or even make comments in general. Like, I don't even know how someone could do that. Like, it's just like, wow, you know what I mean? And I mean, I don't know. I feel like you're similar in this way too, but it's like, maybe in the past I would have been really upset and angry and, you know, really saddened by it and really hurt. And of course it's, it's hurtful when you first see it, but then there's this like overwhelming sense of compassion. And I'm like, wow, like, I feel, I actually feel bad for you that you like actually went out of your way. Like you must be really hurting inside to take it out on me. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know me. Like I didn't do anything to you. You know what I mean? And it's just like people, there's people out there that literally like just want to bring others down. Yeah. It's and like, it's, they. Yeah. yeah. And you know what, like what you said, like creating this almost shield. I love that because it is like a shield and what, like you do need to create a shield when you're out, not even just in this like um, environment of building your own career, but just as like a human, like, how would you suggest building? Like, I guess this goes in with my other question of like, cause I feel like the shield is almost like a sense of confidence and self-love that you, that protects you from other people's assumptions, opinions, and thoughts, comments, beliefs, whatever. But how would you build this shield, build your confidence in other words, to be able to start doing the things you want to do or not take things to heart? What are your like biggest tips to build confidence? Yeah, the biggest thing I would say with confidence, it comes down to keeping promises that you make to yourself. Mm-hmm. And the more that you show up for yourself and you keep the promises, you do the things that you say you're going to do your confidence will just flourish over time. So one big tip that people can do is when you think about the big goal that you have in mind or the big vision of the person that you want to become, start to break down in terms of what it is that they do every single day. How would they show up? 
What would their actions be? What would their habits be? What would their self-talk be? How would they work out and train? Who would they be around? And then when you start to unpick that you can break it down into smaller steps and even if it is a one percent thing every single day one small thing that you do Mm. that's a little bit out your comfort zone and you just stick with it and you are consistent with trying trying this thing and you start to show yourself oh actually I can put that post on social media and the world didn't end so that was okay (laughs) or I can talk on stories I know a lot of people don't like talking on stories so if they want to build a business it's not essential as such but it's always good if you are wanting to do something in terms of attracting people to work with you on a one-to-one that people like to get to know your personality so it's little things like breaking it down into smaller steps something that might scare you doing it and then continuously doing it to see that actually yeah I can show up, you know, I do what I say I'm going to do. And you literally become that person over time, the more consistent that you are. And even if you stick with one thing and you just think, okay, and as long as it's in alignment with the goal that you're working towards and you start to embody that person's habits every single day consistently, even if you do like a a checklist, you know, in like a morning routine or at the end of the day and you think and you're reflecting on your day and what you've done, or what you want to do think about that thing that is going to help you grow and evolve and have you done something in your day that's helped you to do that and that things so we could just be recognizing that you reacted or you acted in a way that isn't in alignment with the person you want to become because the very fact that you recognize that you're aware of it it's in the consciousness so you can notice mm-hmm. that and then you can then start to make changes moving forwards because if you haven't got that self-awareness then how are you meant to make the changes so yeah. I would say breaking it down trying to not allow yourself to feel too overwhelmed proving that you can do it It's also very important to be mindful of the people that you're around as well, because the people that we associate with and the things that we consume can really affect our confidence and how we view ourselves, because it can often go into the subconscious mind, you know, your environment's so important as well, even if it's kind of like wherever you're living right now, if it's not where you want to be living, it's not, you know, anywhere near your future self where she'll be living, what can you do that can adjust that environment to make it more in alignment and that will build your confidence because it's the it's literally and the way I put it is like embodying what she would you will do as her because you are here in the future live it now and and create this confidence and just evolve it into your merge into your self image Mm -hmm. and then you just become it yes so good that was awesome what a good answer. <laughs> like you literally didn't leave anything out. That was perfect. And it's so true. Like just embodying it. And I would even go as far as saying like, is if you try those things that you want to do, like you said, like just doing the thing that kind of makes you scared to build your confidence. I would even go as far as saying is if it doesn't succeed, you still feel confident because you did it anyways. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just doing the thing that you need to just do because the more you like put it away or even like even when it comes to like eating a certain way or like, you know, going to the gym and doing those movements you said you would do, or even going to a sleep at a certain time, waking up at a certain time, each time you like, don't do it. You just feel this, like, you just feel more heavy and like, Oh, I didn't do it again. And when am I going to do it? And you know, if like, maybe you had the intention, you set all the alarms, let's say maybe your phone died or your alarm clock wasn't working and you ended up sleeping in. Well, it's like, 
hey, at least I had the intention and I still tried to do it. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, just start doing those things. And like you said so beautifully, just start embodying who you imagine yourself being as your best self. And like you said, I love the example of the environment and that like, that's like really relates to me. If you guys um, haven't listened to the episode of me on Laura's podcast, I talked a lot about that and like my home environment um, in the past, but it's true. Like just like going out of the way and maybe making the space you do have a little more comfortable or buying a couple more cute things that make you feel comfortable. You know what I mean? And just doing it that way. So I love that. That was so beautifully said and very, very inspiring. And one thing you actually said a while ago, but I really don't want to lose it because I loved it. And you just said it. And I was like, oh, that's good. I don't even know if you're going to know what I'm going to say. But when you said we take, we spend so much time or like so much energy, I don't know exactly how you worded it, but you basically were talking about giving your power outwards. Yeah. Like you spend so much time or energy with your power out instead of in like so much focusing on other people or what they're thinking or what the environment's like, or doing this all for the outer world rather than yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So how would you get your power back? Ooh, what would you do? I love that question. So good. Getting your power back. That's your, it's that's what- you in a, that's like what you embody is getting your power back. And I love that. So if you guys are interested, please go check her out. <laughs> oh, thank you. I think it's I embody it because I've had to go through it. I've had to live it. So what I post, what I share, what I talk about, even though I'm far from perfect, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. It is authentic. Like it's real. This is who I am as a person. Um, getting your power back is a number of things I would say. It all comes down to the relationship you have with yourself and understanding what you want in life, what type of life you want to be living, who you want in your in your space, in your energy and where you want to be putting your energy. And if you are in friendships that are toxic or relationships that are toxic and they are making you feel unworthy, if it is making you feel in any way that is taking you off course of the path that you are on, then that is the number one thing that you need to look at in terms of taking back your power because you know, whether it is negative friendship groups, toxic relationships, toxic job, whatever that is immediately you're putting energy outwards and it's not in in true alignment with what it is that you want and the person that you want to become. So sometimes we have to just make decisions that are quite, might seem ruthless on the surface, but it will only empower you in the long run. And when you can really start to build that confidence of trusting your intuition, like I think power and intuition go hand in hand because our gut feelings, our emotions are basically signs from our spirit guides, our angels, like they communicate to us through our intuition and our feeling. And the minute that you get this gut feeling that something's not quite right, trust it, don't ignore it. And I know I've done it so many times, so many times. I've had a gut feeling about something, I've gone, oh no. And then my ego has taught me out of it. I've not listened to it. And then further down the line, I've had more evidence as to why I should have listened in the first place. And that's all part of life. It's a a learning journey. And we can't, you know, I'm certainly not a person to dwell and beat myself up over things. And I think that's another big part about taking back your power is not dwelling. It's moving forward towards the future and always planning in terms of like, okay, yeah, it's important to be present. I am not taking that away present because the present moment is all that we have. 
for focusing your energy on your future and not dwelling on what's gone because you can just dwell and beat yourself up and then you're putting your power away there so for me it's about boundaries it's about knowing what I accept into my life it's what I won't accept and I won't tolerate I think a massive part of giving your power away is also doing things that don't light up your soul you know what what are the things that you spend your days doing not just like work-related stuff I'm talking about like hobbies and, and interests like are you going out drinking every weekend and then if you're going out drinking and partying every weekend is that in alignment with the woman like or the the man that you want to become if it's not then what you will notice is like I'm sure that I don't know if you've experienced this but years ago when I was in my early 20s and I was going out a lot I would always feel like rubbish the next couple of days and it would just completely drain my energy and alcohol they call it spirit because obviously it take it literally does affect your spirit it affects like who you are so that's another way of putting your power out because you're drinking you'll feel rubbish you're more likely to go and eat takeaways foods that don't make you feel good so really look at the lifestyle that you're living and does it take your power away or does it empower you like I'm not saying don't go and have fun and to be honest I don't think that you always need alcohol anyway to go and have fun I I drink very very rarely very rarely like mm-hmm. on, on occasions like I'm not teetotal completely but I just don't drink often and yeah. um, yeah. I'm happy that way I'm happy because I know I can have fun in different ways and I mm-hmm. am more aware of what I like to do for fun and I think pleasure is important Zoe and that's another element with taking like stepping into your power and I'm really big on connecting with your goddess power let's say and goddess energy and embodying the goddess self and pleasure is a massive part of that and as women quite often we put the power to try and like please the man what does the man want and how will the man feel and we Mm -hmm. have to kind of follow suit and you know I think it's all personal preference to everyone but I think when you understand and connect with your feminine power like your femininity and you embody your femininity and you let her be like so I'll give you some examples yeah like femininity and feminine power goddess energy isn't just about like how you look even though you can dress up and I like to wear nice clothes I like to wear makeup and obviously I don't try to hide that from anyone but it's not just about that it's an energy it's like dancing putting your favorite music on dancing around it can be just around just connecting with your body so when you wake up in the mornings you know I understand sometimes we have to have like this structure and I'm big on action taking action towards what you want and that's another part of having your power you know what are you going to do when you're going to do it because you're responsible but sometimes you know it's about honoring your body as well it's about understanding as women we have cycles you know during the month and we might not feel as energized we might not feel as inspired as we did last week so waking up in the morning and just putting your hands over your heart or on your stomach and just just ask your body just what how do I feel today what do I want to do today how do I want to dress today and really connect with your body because we're so disconnected and that's another way of you're taking back your power but you're connecting to your femininity and obviously it also again with the feminine like with other sides of like your feminine power and the embodiment and just general taking back your power and in in all areas it's just doing it's I think it's about living more intuitively as well as opposed to living so structured 
And I think it might sound contradictory to people because I do live a structured life in some senses. Like I have a morning routine, I have goals and I go and work out in the gym and I lift weights. And and that is, you know, you could see that as like masculine energy, but I have got this embodiment of the feminine energy and connecting to my intuition. So if I wake up one morning and I don't want to lift weights, I'll go for a walk outside or I'll run, I'll run on the treadmill and run like 5k um, and interestingly enough after we recorded the podcast um, for mine Zoe you yeah. inspired me when you said about try different things try something new and when you try something new then you just don't know where that could take you or whether it's something that you've reached the potential in some way so I actually booked on to some new classes in my gym like I go to a quite a well-known chain gym in the UK I won't I won't mention which one it is but it's quite well known and then um, I booked on to some different classes because I thought well Zoe's actually right there I got <laughs> so used to lifting weights in the gym but why do I do want to actually do a little bit more yoga I do want to try more spin classes and yeah. I booked on to a dance class as well in the gym oh, so I was, I've been like doing that as well and I think that's another means of your power because it's instead of like having this set routine it's like I'm still getting stuff done I'm still doing stuff and like I say I'm still looking at how can I get better every day how can I live my life in alignment with the person I want to become get myself out my comfort zone but in all honesty going to new classes is a way of getting yourself out your comfort zone isn't it because you don't know especially when you go on your own um so yeah all of those things really but I think the biggest takeaway I would say is connect with your authentic self listen to your body and your intuition and understand you always you have the answers within you don't seek the answers outside of you don't always constantly go to other people yeah get advice and like I say if someone's you know done what it is that you want to do and you want to just get some tips and advice or have a mentor have a coach they're all great and amazing things to hold the space for you to be able to do that but your power is ultimately within you and you know deep down what it is that you want to do and like even for me I go to see a therapist and I was talking to her about things that have been going on in my life recently and even she she was able to guide me to see that I had the answers but it's just bringing them out and that's another part of you being able to step into your power of just going for it and knowing even if it fails, even if this doesn't work, I tried. I tried. And that is the biggest, that's all I can ask of myself. I looked around me at the time and I, I seen people living what I would call, and I don't mean this to sound disrespectful, but an average life. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to live average because I knew there was so much more within me that I was suppressing and I wanted to go for it. And people see that as a risk. They see it as like, oh, how brave and courageous that Laura (laughs) left that relationship or she did this or she did that. But when I stopped and thought about it, I was like, I actually see it more of the risk not going for what I want. Because if I don't go for what I want, the risk is that I'm stuck in this relationship for the rest of my life. That makes Mm -hmm. me feel happy. I'm stuck in this job doing this career for the rest of my life that I don't enjoy so that's the bigger risk than actually putting myself out there and just seeing where things go and building that relationship with myself like that is a bigger risk does that make sense yes I have goosebumps I have goosebumps like that is so true and I 
so aligned with that. Like, oh my God, like that just speaks like, and I think everyone needs to hear that you're like, you're creating more of a risk for yourself, not doing the things you want to do. Because in my eyes, you know, when people stay in a comfortable space, it's one because of money, because of feeling secure for, you know, there's so many reasons or just like, like we sort of talked about like society standards, not being judged, feeling like afraid of what people are going to think or say. And obviously I don't have kids or like things to sort of lean on in that sense. But, you know, even when I moved out in the middle of a pandemic with not enough money to move out, I was still like the risk of staying here is greater than losing all the money in my bank account at this point. Because, because I, what, like, I know this is so dark and like, we try not to think about like death, but in my eyes, I'm like, if I, I don't want to die with all this money in my bank account, having sat at a nine to five job my whole life, but cause that doesn't align for me that could light people up. Right. And I want to, one thing I want to touch on that just reminded me is that your passion doesn't have to be your career. Your right. passion can be being a mom. It can be being a best friend. You know, it could be working for someone else. You might really love having to have someone else succeed at their dream. You know what I mean? That could be your passion. I just want to, I just want to clear that up because I feel like a lot of people, when I get asked personally, they're like, well, I don't have a passion. And I'm like, you don't have to make money doing your passion. It can just be something that lights you up. Right. But still you don't want to lose your power doing other things because you're afraid or you're, you don't want to take the risk because when we do die, I don't want to die with the security that I thought I needed because I want to have like one of my life flashes before my eyes. I want to see the good things and like that. I actually went and did those things for myself. And I know it's like dark and morbid, but it's the truth. Like that's, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. And the thing is as well, it's understanding what is the fear? What's the underlying fear for that's your, you or the, whoever's listening now, because some people are actually afraid of success. Some people are afraid of, of, of succeeding because it is out of the norm in terms of um, like the the things that they've been used to in terms of their experiences and, and their upbringing. So if they go out of the fact that they are going for something that they want and want to achieve success, it's like it's it can be scary because it's not seen as within the family environment or the situation so understanding what your fear is what is kind of holding you back and then when you do do see that you just give it a go and it's not morbid in terms of what you're saying Zoe because the reality is is people I think some people think that they aren't going to die the reality is is we are all going to die so whether you go for your passion whatever your passion is doesn't whatever it's just about being authentic you know you don't have to kind of put too much pressure on wanting to try and change the world or wanting to try and make a million dollars you know if that's not aligned for you then that's okay it doesn't make you any less valid as a person Mm -hmm. It's, it's about being authentic and it's kind of like understanding you know, when you when we do pass, when we know our life ends as we know it, did you did you show up? Did you actually give it your best shot? And I heard this thing on a podcast by Ed Milet, and I mentioned him quite a lot to be honest, but I really do enjoy his content. And he said yeah. something about how if you you know when you pass and you go to meet God, if you believe in God or whatever it is that you believe in, and 
you see like this is all of the things that you could have been if you just bet on yourself and my worst regret is having that moment in spirit and being like I you know I just felt I just didn't succeed I didn't give it a go you know I didn't actually try it because I was so much in my own head and worried about what other people were thinking you want to go to that place where like when your life does end you want to be able to kind of say well I gave it my best shot and you know I I tried to help people in the process I was true to myself I learned a lot along the way and I had some fun and I think that's all you can say that's all you can do Mm-hmm. Like literally, I swear, every time you talk, I get goosebumps. I love <laughs> like that. everything you say is so powerful and aligns with me so much. Like I'm like, I literally want to tear up because it's just like uh, you need to you need to write a book, Laura. You need to write uh, a book. It's magically to- because I actually had a psychic reading not that long ago. It was about five weeks ago now because I have been going through a lot of personal stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, she said to me on the call, and I don't mind sharing this with people because I guess I'm just speaking into existence. But she said, what it could be is you work with all these clients and then you write a book and then you do like public speaking events. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And she was like, and that's your, that's your soul path. So well done you. And I was sat there and I was oh. like, how did she know that? And I was like, because oh. that's actually what I want to do. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I got goosebumps again because it's the truth. My mom always has told me if you get goosebumps when someone's telling you something, it's the truth. And so like everything you just said, I'm like goosebumps, goosebumps, goosebumps because it's just the (laughs) truth. And I so see that for you and succeeding in that sense. You have so much to share and it's all so beautiful. Like, and you're so smart. Like everything you say, I'm like, wow. Um, But yeah, I love that. And I love what you said, um, a little back about taking your power back. And just, I think some people might be like, well, what is my power? I've lost it over the years. I've lost it on my way. Like, what is my power? Do you know what I mean? And I think what you said, it's sort of like your power is just what lights you up. What makes you a better person? What makes you want to show up for the world? You know, if you wake up every morning, just like miserable and like, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to start doing this thing. I don't want to do that. You're not living in your power. And it, you would feel less powerful. Like you would just feel like, you know, your posture would be less. You would probably feel heavy, like just less powerful. Like, you know what I mean? But when you are doing the things that align with you and just doing more of what feels good, you actually just feel more energized. You sit up straight. You, you know, maybe walk a little faster. Like, you know, like you just feel more like a super human. (laughs) And even if you don't know what your power is, it's trying different things to build that relationship with yourself and understanding what feels right for me. You know, what type of weight I want to train? How do I want my morning routine to look? What type of books do I want to read? You know, all of these things, it's it's trial and error. You know, sometimes right. we go through these experiences and it might be really hard at the time, but they teach us what we what we do want and teach us what we don't want. So that's right. another way of reclaiming your power when you have an understanding of what you don't want and then you can get clear on what you do want. Well, I've mm-hmm. learned now through that experience that this isn't what I want anymore. So I'm going to make sure that I don't put my energy outside of me to create more of that because I know that you're you're also really big on this. But if we don't break the the habits of of our behaviors, we're just going to have the same situations cropping up. So the same events just in different people because people will come into our lives to teach us something, um, whether it's to share a message, shine a light on something that we need to heal in ourselves or whatever it is. But if we don't have the I would say awareness and patience and 
I would actually say courage as well to take yeah. a look at our dark side and go, hold on a minute. Why is my life going in this direction? Why do I keep attracting this type of situation? Why do I keep making mm. these same mistakes? What is going on here? And that's another way of reclaiming your power because you're looking then, okay, well, why am I doing this? Like, I'm responsible for how I react to things. I'm responsible to how I, you know, what I choose in life. You, none of us could be responsible for what other people do to us, but we yeah. can be responsible for how we, you know, the next step that we take. So taking that time to look and sit with yourself and look at your own BS. What's the story you're telling yourself? What are the same things you've been doing constantly that aren't saving you? What do you need to let go of? Like letting go is another massive part of things, are we, yeah. isn't it? Because we try to clutch onto things that just don't serve us anymore. We might have outgrown it or... I know I keep saying it, but it's out of alignment. And yeah, again, it's just using all this energy and it's it's just not going to help you in your growth. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. It's so true. And, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit about routines and before you said like intuitive, intuitively living your life, but also having structure. Yeah. And I would say, that the routines we create were actually intuitively created, right? Mm. So it's like, you know, you created your morning routine, which I do. I actually really want to hear about a little day in the life of Laura, but um, you created your morning routine based on what felt good to you, Mm. whether that was, you know, maybe learning about other people's morning routines, seeing what worked for them and like mixing and matching until you found something that worked for you. So yes, it is maybe structured, but I would say it's intuitively structured. Mm, yeah, I like that. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're being led by your intuition to see what feels right. Yeah, and then you're just doing more of that. That's what we're told yeah. to do, right? Do what more of what feel feels good. good. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I love that. And I, speaking of routines, tell me, <laughs> what's like a little day in the life? Give me your morning routine. If you have a night routine, like I just want to know, yeah. like, what makes you feel so empowered throughout the day? What sets you up? Yeah, well, I kind of, I'm not going to try and sit here and make out to your listeners that I'm perfect and I'm 100% on it all of the time. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've definitely had moments this year where I've let things slip in regards to my routines, but I, I'm pulling it back and I'm getting back on track in regards to that so just to kind of give a bit of context with things it's been trial and error for me I went through a period during the first lockdown back in 2020 early 2020 where I was getting up at 5am I read the 5am club by Robin Sharma it's a great book but I was waking up and I had like so much that I put on myself to do, like affirmations, journal prompts, meditation, read 10 pages of a book and then go and work out in the morning. And it was all before 9am, but I was doing this consistently. And then I, I found that even though I felt like my personal growth like escalated, like it did, it did make quantum leaps, so to speak, I was really tired and I think the way I like to put it with your life and what I've learned is we go through seasons of hustle season, then let go season, reconnect season, and then just kind of like you might have certain areas of your life where you want to really work on your relationship with yourself or your relationship with your partner or your children or your career. Like 
whatever it is that you really want to put your energy into and I kind of learned the hard way so to speak because I was trying to just work on everything all at once and it burnt me out burnt me out to a certain extent and Mm. I realized like I'm not really enjoying this anymore so even though I've always enjoyed meditation and I've always enjoyed working out so I let go of the pressure of trying to get up at 5 a.m and I relaxed that but I was I'm still I'm I'm an early bird in general so I be like I'm the type of person who is up really early and during the summer months it's a lot um, easier for me to wake up because obviously the sun's rising here in the UK and you know I can get myself up out of bed and I am a very disciplined person in general so fast forwarding it to now my routine as it as it works is every day is pretty much different it depends what I have planned during the day in terms of work commitments and things that I've got going on but without a doubt I like to wake up I like to go to the bathroom I like to wet my face in terms of like the cold water to wake me up I like to brush my teeth straight first thing in the morning because I have something about like just wanting to feel fresh and then I'll drink I'll drink a lot of water and then in the morning I always like to meditate first and foremost I know that you um, are a big fan of Mimi Bouchard's meditations Mm -hmm. and here obviously the visualization and they're the types of meditations that I love in regards to visualizing your future self and connecting with that energy and embodying that energy like don't get me wrong sometimes I do different styles of meditations like I like to sometimes just do ones that are a bit more spiritual and energy centered Mm -hmm. you know like opening your heart center so again that's intuitive in terms of what meditation I do why I always meditate and then I like to read affirmations or write affirmations depending on how much time I have got and then I will reflect on kind of what I'd done the day before and then I will think about my up and coming day and how I want to feel during the day and what I've got actually planned to do and break it down in terms of timetabling or structure to see okay yeah I want to work out today because that's like a non-negotiable for me is moving my body don't get me wrong I will have rest days and but I'll make sure that I either train I like preferably I like to train in the morning but again it just depends on what I've got going on so I'll go I'll go and after I've kind of done my journal prompts I do like to read in the morning as well I prefer it because my mind's more alert and awake I have dyslexia so what I find is by the end of the day my brain's a lot more tired and it's harder for me to be able to take in information from reading in the evening so again it's just trial and error because I know a lot of people prefer reading in the evening um then once I've done that I do tend to train faster than the gym but it just depends on what I'm doing if I'm doing a lot more cardio stuff I don't like to eat before I go to the gym I like to eat afterwards I do love a coffee though in the morning I like to have oat milk in my coffee um, I also like to drink lemon water because I find that I have the lemon water before the coffee mm-hmm. and I try to put my coffee off as much as I can I always like to drink my coffee after I've meditated as well because I find that when you have a coffee and then you try to meditate it's it's hard because your your body's just in this like overdrive mood and you just right. want to take on the day don't you <laughs> um so yeah I think the main thing is for me my main focus is definitely around like my business and and I think your business growth will only grow as much as your personal growth so I prioritize the two of them 
in terms of my morning routine and the type of person I am being, the choices right. that I'm making, what areas do I need to work on? And then how can I do that during the day? And mm-hmm. but do that like from a place of love. love so it. that's that's kind of like the morning. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And how do you wind down? Like what do you do after a busy day? How do you like not just turn on the TV or scroll oh. for hours? I'm sure like we all have our moments and that's so fine, but what do you yeah. do when you're like productively trying to rest? Uh, I love lighting a candle. I love putting music on. Even like the two five two eight H HCZ music yes, on YouTube. Yes, I like yeah. putting them on. I like having a bath. I love lush stuff. And I've mm-hmm. actually um, on Monday I went to the body shop in Lush and I bought the the pumpkin like pumpkin spice rangers and the vanilla pumpkin so I like to put a face mask on and just really try and not think about what I have to do and let my mind kind of wonder and be more present and just be slower just be slow with myself so whether it's just like just being present and sometimes you don't always this is one thing that I really struggled with because I always thought I had to be doing something and it really made me uncomfortable to sit and do nothing. And it wasn't until like, I can't remember who I heard it from now, but I heard it from someone on a podcast that I listened to. And it's so important to just create space to do nothing because in the space in the nothingness, that's when you usually get your best ideas and your creative ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know whether you're, you agree, Zoe, but sometimes when you're so busy and you have a timetable full day of, meetings and things you need to do you don't get the opportunity to just reflect what your thoughts and yeah. the winding down and letting go of the pressure of showing up yeah is when you will probably more likely to have ideas like creative ideas coming because you're just with yourself and you're just connecting to yourself you're receiving messages and one of the big things that I have been doing over the past six weeks, and I've spoke a lot or a little bit about this on my social media, is releasing blockages from my womb, which is called womb healing work. And this is mm-hmm. might be a little bit spiritual for people, but the reason I'm bringing it in here is because it was allowing me to reconnect with my body. And I do feel like that is a form of not necessarily like winding down, but it's a, it's a form of being present and, and looking after like self-care, so to speak, because you're releasing blocked energy. Right. And when I did that and I went through this room healing program, I, I noticed that I had so much more creative ideas and flow that was coming through me in terms of, I, in my eyes, the way I look at things is we have ideas from the divine, like from higher higher powers that big, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, refer to as, and it comes through your crown chakra and then the energy centers. Because if you think of our womb, it's it's the space that we give birth and we give create create. That's that's yeah. obviously everyone is comes from a womb, like that's the bit. It's the birth of life. So it's the same with ideas. It's business ideas whatever it is you need to have that space if you have the blockage can create the frustration which is like the wounded masculine energy and the wounded masculine can sometimes be I've been in it you have to do this you have to do that you have to do more and more and more and push 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 and actually like understanding that I can just sit I can do a meditation I can like do this room work and when I do that and I have like a candle on and some nice music and I'm just with myself and I'm just enjoying my own company. 
Yeah, that is probably when you start to have these ideas, you get a bit more clarity because you're blocking out the noise of everything else. So, yeah, I think I'm wrong. Like I do like watching Netflix. I I watch Netflix. I I restrict myself to only weekends um, where I'm like, no, I'll only watch like a Netflix something on Netflix at the weekend because I don't like watching telly to be honest and I know it might sound like a bore to some people but it just I just don't like it I just can't sit and watch telly on my own anyway I like going to the cinema every now and then you know with someone but it's not something I do regularly and like I'll watch Netflix at the weekends and I'm always a little bit mindful as to what I watch because I think that I don't know whether this is more like the spiritual side of me but when I was younger I used to really enjoy watching horror films and I would watch them a lot but now I find them so triggering like emotionally like spiritually I don't like watching them and I find them low vibe so I'm always mindful of what I do watch yeah I have watched things like money heist I really like that and I know that that's quite like uh, violent and stuff but like I don't I'm not like completely shut off to everything but I'm just aware of what I try not to go on my phone loads even though it's something I still need to work on <laughs> my phone so yeah I hope that, that yeah, I hope I haven't rambled on too much I love that and now I'm like I want to get my womb healed like I need to do that that's so awesome that's so powerful it I mean really- like it just makes sense like I don't care if someone's not spiritual it just makes sense like that's where women create so why wouldn't it be like creative energy in general it's portal yeah it's the portal it's like if you if you're familiar with the energy centers or the chakras right you'll know obviously how many they are how they work and obviously your sacral chakra it's all about safety as well safety and security and sometimes as you know as women and men do the same we we, we put our validation outside of us and we try to seek the validation and reassurance within the wounds of masculine energy of the pushing and the go-getting and the ego and the goal setting and like I say I'm not against any of that because right. I, I set my goals but I think it's knowing that I'm already enough as I am and I, and everything that I want I have within me and I have the ability to tap into that emotion and experience that emotion now. I don't need to go and seek it outside of me. And it's just a, it's just an on, you just have to kind of be repetitive with it For in sure. order to feel that feeling. 100%. So like with the room stuff, yeah, the room stuff is super powerful. I would invite anyone to look into it if you're open-minded in terms of spiritual like spiritual side of things if you feel blocked in your creativity if you feel insecure in relationships or insecure within yourself I would definitely invite you to look up the wounded feminine traits as well like what wounded feminine traits are and see if they resonate anything resonates with you and that might be a sign that it, it, it would benefit you going on this journey but I think once you know you know with wounded yeah. feminine, when you so is it just like your sacral chakra that's being healed? So like, would a man, would it like for a man who's having a creative block, would they, would it be called something else or do they just have to work on their sacral sh- chakra? Well, it's interesting that you asked that because I recorded a podcast with my womb healing teacher, let's say the, mm-hmm. the woman who I did the program with um, only a couple of days ago and I asked her about can men do this work and she said yeah. yes and it's important for men to do this because even though they don't have a womb they still come from a womb and mm-hmm. they still you know if they're in a partnership a relationship with a woman it's about how they can honor her in their divine feminine and 
be able to support her in order to have like a happy and fulfilled relationship so in terms of to answer your question specifically around their own creativity I definitely think men can be within their wounded masculine which can cause block a blockage in the creativity and men do have feminine traits within them and creativity is a feminine trait so it's tapping into the femininity to bring out the creative side so they're not constantly feeling like they need to be in that hustle mood and don't get me wrong I love an alpha man and I'm very attracted to alpha men but I think it is a good for men to be in touch with their feminine side or at least be able to honor a woman yeah and have that awareness yeah I was just asking because I'm like I should sign my boyfriend up too (laughs) (laughs) he needs some of that that's awesome um oh yeah I love that um and what would you say to someone you kind of touched on it but just sort of like I feel like like when someone just doesn't know when to rest, when someone's like, you know, working, 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 they have so much to do. Like, how do they know when it's like, okay, to close their computer or okay to take a day off of work or like to say no, to go to a meeting and maybe reschedule when they're not feeling it. How do they know? How can they do that without feeling guilty? Well, I think it's first of all, knowing that the to-do list will never end. Like, even when you're on your deathbed, there'll still be something to do. Like, (laughs) it's just, like, never-ending. So it's kind of understanding that we never accomplish everything that we need, and sometimes you have to release control over that. Mm -hmm. And it can be more productive to turn off the laptop earlier and to just spend the evening by yourself or to spend it with your partner and just talk and just connect or go and see a friend go for a walk that can make you more productive the next day it's like in the gym like lift like if you lift weights in the gym or train whatever it is that you do in the gym having a rest day can actually improve your performance the following day when you go to train and it's the same thing with work and self-development so when you are kinder to yourself because I think compassion self-care self-love self-respect are all vital traits and what good are you to anyone most importantly to yourself if you're just running yourself into the ground and you're just seeing yourself as this doom machine of producing work and you never allowing yourself to feel it's okay to rest sometimes I think a lot of us can put validation into how productive we are it's Mm -hmm. almost like I was and I fell into this trap 100% I validated how my self-worth through how productive I was and how much I got ticked off on my to-do list. And then when you understand again, it it happens to the best of us, doesn't it? Because it's all part of the journey. But it's understanding that, like I say, the to-do list will never go. Listen to your body, honour what you're feeling. If If you're tired, if you're physically tired, are you really going to be able to produce the best work? Are you be okay. are you going to be able to produce the best content, the best creative ideas? Or is it like I say, is it more productive to take a moment, just take that step back yeah. and then go yeah. back to it? And really think about where is that coming from? Like, why do you feel the need to constantly be working? What are you trying to avoid? Because some people try to do it to, to avoid emotions and feelings yeah. that or even trauma that they've blocked out Uh, it's quite common that people go into this overdrive work mode because they don't just want to be with themselves it can be scary for a lot of people so it comes back to self-awareness as well like why are you why are you doing that what what 
what is the reason behind that and if you feel like you can't speak your authentic truth to your boss like if you think it's trying like meet deadlines for your boss and you're literally feel like this is affecting your health it's like why can you not address that with with them and have that conversation to say look this is getting too much I'm struggling here I need support mm-hmm. and asking for help and support is a strength it's not a weakness yeah. so it's it's yeah. that self-awareness it comes down to I 100%. think yeah that was so beautiful like you hit everything right there and I think people could actually listen to that and start making changes immediately with everything you just said, because it was like very doable, very real, honest, and like really, really aligned. I feel like with, um, I love Mm -hmm. what you said. And I know, you know, that I'm really about it too, but like rest is productive because like you said, you can't show up unrested. Do you know what I mean? Like forcefully doing things when you're tired or, you know, overwhelmed, you don't create what you truly want anyways. So just rest, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and two things before we end off here, I just want to know quick and like, not, doesn't have to be quick, but like simple, like to the quote, to the saying, what is the best advice the words you sort of that motivate you like that you've ever gotten what is the one thing oh there's so many Zoe there's so many but what I find is it changes as as I have changed as a person I think right now what resonates best with me is you are never alone and what I mean by that is sometimes your personal development journey spiritual development you can feel lonely at times but when you understand that you aren't alone and you are guided when I say guided you are guided by your spirit guides you are supported during your journey so don't feel like you have to have all the answers and you have to do everything by yourself and you have to use everything like obviously show up for yourself yeah try your like give your best do your best and ensure that you know your actions are in alignment and you are doing good you know you're doing like good but know that sometimes I we don't always know the next step but you're not on your own you don't always have to come up with it it'll come to you so trust that you are not alone on this journey you are being guided and you have the option let's say to tap into that divine power to Mm -hmm. seek that guidance to support you on your journey and when you do that you take so much pressure of like responsibility in a sense of like the masculine energy off yourself yeah. and you're more open to seeing signs you know asking for signs and seeing signs inviting signs trusting the signs so that's what I would say right now yeah, but there is so cool. many so many but that that's the so first many one, right though. there's like yeah. so many that constantly play through my head all day I'm like god like you know like it's like my little like af- like my little motivation board in my head is just constantly going off, but I love that. I love, (laughs) I think it's one that, you know, people say a lot, but it's like what your personal meaning is behind it. Right. And I love that because I can totally align with feeling like, you know, the journey can be a little bit alone. Sometimes you might feel like, because it's true. Like you said, we are really going against the average of what people are and, it can feel like you're just sort of stepping out of everything, you know, and just going into this new world. And it can feel lonely because 
like I said, majority, the average of people are not going through that same thing. So trying to find those people can be really like, you know, but then when you are in it, would you not agree? You just naturally attract so much more people that are in that journey. And you're like, oh, wow, I am not alone, but it's true. And I think a lot of people are afraid to go on this journey because they're afraid to be alone through it. Um, but you're not alone. And I love that. Like, even if you feel like you're maybe like, your environment might feel lonely. Like you said, connecting to your spirit guides and your higher power makes you not alone. Because like you said, if you open up to the signs or you open up to, um, you know, just things happening, like you just are open to that idea that you are being guided by someone greater than you, something greater than you, then you suddenly don't feel alone anymore. And it's very true. So yeah, I love that. Um, And where can people find you? Where can people get more of all this good stuff that you share? What can people expect? Yeah, so I have my own podcast, which is called Lift Yourself. So obviously I am known on Instagram as Laura Lifts, which is underscore, Laura Lifts underscore. Yeah, so at the moment it is called Lift Yourself. And I don't know whether the name of the podcast might change. I'm kind of in a phase of it. I don't know whether it's still what I want to keep it called, but right now that's where it is. And it is, you can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's on other platforms as well, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And like I say, the main place that I'm active is Instagram. So yeah, that's where people can find me. That's amazing. You are so beautiful to talk to. And this was so much fun. You have the things you share are definitely changing lives. So please never stop. Thank you so, so much for coming on. No, you know, I'm so grateful that you asked me to come on. I love talking about this type of stuff. And like I say, I still feel like I'm at the beginning of my journey. There's so much for me to learn. And I guess I want to share this for people just to finish off that even if you are in your thirties, it's never too late to make changes like your life isn't over just because you're 30 like you can still change you can still change and pivot like you don't need to just settle you know you've got your whole life ahead of you you're never too early and you're never too late as long as you have the now you can just take the action and I guess the other thing I wanted to say as well is I really admire your content and I actually said this on my podcast but I can see the drive within you and the passion and where you're at at 21 like I'll be honest I was not I did not have that level of self-awareness when I was 21 that you have so I can see how successful I know you are and you're going to just keep growing and become a massive success in whatever it is that you want to do because you have it within you like I can see it and you're you have so many years ahead of you to be able to just grow I'm really excited to see what happens to be honest thank you you are so lovely (laughs) thank you so so much and we will definitely stay connected through this journey together and maybe we'll go on each other's podcast again because this was so much fun yeah definitely thank you so much Laura uh thank you so much Mm -hmm.